Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Podcast Kings. Today, we're going to be talking about Mr. Trump's impeachment. Trump's Twitter ban. The reason why immigrants travel to America. Buying really expensive cars and ending up paying badly for them. The international perception of the United States of America. The quality of U.S.-made cars. Is 786 going to be on? Nadim killing a deer. That's Nadim getting hit Murdering. by a deer. All right, let's get started. I, I, got, I got something. So I... I kind of don't want to touch the whole um capital debacle that happened but i do want to talk about the trump getting banned on twitter so our our current president got his first amendment right taken away and he was permanently banned and i believe they were on his last picture there were he had 88.5 million followers Wow, I think he's a couple more than me. Yeah, just just a, just <laughs> so, a few. Well, wait, wait. So first, he was just kind of indefinitely banned, and I'm assuming this was because they are saying that he incited riots, right? Yeah, that he is. Yes. So here, hold the violence, on. The violence. I think. I think the. Uh, I think they they termed it violence. Uh, violence, inciting violent speech. Yeah, inciting violence through speech. I mean, technically, he didn't get his First Amendment taken away. It's a very, it's a, it's a, it's an online utility. Trump, if he still wanted to, can just record videos and put it on any forum. Um, but I guess there's so many that took away that right, right? Like basically the internet. Because I was looking at the list, it's pretty comprehensive. It was like Google, Facebook. Like you can't use Google. How do you get banned from a search engine? <laughs> that's so, unreal 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 do you can i get share yes sir you should be good all right from uh so from what i had found out this was something that started internally and this is a letter from the twitter staff asking Jack Dorsey to ban Trump. Wow. Right? Um, so let's see. So, so some of the highlights from the letter, it says, for the last four years, we have watched right-wing extremists grow on our platform, nurtured by at real Donald Trump. We have seen Twitter leadership struggle to deal with the violent, historic rhetoric our hateful rhetoric shared by Ad Donald Trump. We have the res- we have respected those decisions and had faith in those who make them. Knowing that setting policy around hate speech, misfortune, nuanced and difficult. Nuanced and difficult. Okay, I think there's a typo. We appreciate stronger measures like stronger measures like the interstitials. What is recently this? used on his account. Uh, we all went to college, I promise. Yeah, yeah, no, we did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on January 6th. What is that word? Somebody Google that word for me. I think this is a new word that when I was at Harvard, they didn't, uh, they didn't have in the dictionary at the time. Sounds like that movie, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Spelling. <Yep. laughs> Anywho, um, 
regardless i mean these are these are strong words i'm glad it actually started inside of twitter i don't know actually if this started inside of twitter but this is just a letter from the twitter staff i don't know if anybody else from outside has um any hands in getting um donald trump banned don't get me wrong i I, so here's here's my argument do you see twitter as a news outlet yeah yeah because if it's a news outlet he just got banned from pretty much giving his giving his opinion. Now I, I, I understand it's different that he's the president and he has a big following, but how's that any different than anybody else who has a big following? And why do it when literally what? Like he's got a month, not even a month left? Right? Like, why are you doing it at the end of his presidency when he's been doing hateful crap all four years? Well, because he's a sore loser. I, I also think sure. adding on that point, Emma, uh, I think it's because I thought of this. I think it's because the passing of presidency that's coming on my birthday, which is actually January 20th. Hey, January 20th. <laughs> but I think they're trying to make that whole scenario not violent man and i think that's why someone is not going to that <laughs> inauguration which is also really surprising that's the first president who hasn't gone to um the passing of the presidency you know? um, i'm perfectly fine with him not ever being anywhere close to the white house again uh so cool don't show up you know disappear for the rest of his life i'm perfectly fine with that I was actually on on Reddit, like looking looking at this uh, as to why you know it's so important to get him in peace. Why it's so important to get him removed, you know, from 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 these uh, websites, these forums. Even though he's been doing it for so long, I mean, Twitter recently, I think, started like if you started noticing on Twitter's like page, like after he tweets something or after like you know anybody tweets something, it usually just says like. Um, it says something underneath. It says, um, this has not been verified. This information might be misinformation. This recently started by Twitter. This wasn't something That's that true. that happened since 2016. And this is definitely a result of, of his presidency. But the other side of things is that, um, you know, what, what Saeed said, if anything happens, because it, it pretty much was something that he started. He said, all right, you know what? If if they verify on January sixth, stuff is gonna go down. I think he he said that his followers said it. They repeatedly said it. If you see on all the social media, it was just kind of like if this people were tweeting or people were posting. If the presidency gets confirmed, they robbed us. They're gonna see what happens on January sixth. They they warned us too. It wasn't shocking. Yeah, if you if anywhere do. outside of America, you see this, everybody's gonna be like, yeah, we saw it coming. Because they have an entire picture of what happens. But in America, what we see is only kind of what we want to see rather than the entire picture. So I'm okay with Twitter finally going ahead and doing it. It would have gone down a really bad path this time around. Um, and um, honest to God speaking, I don't even know if, if Biden should show up to his own passing. Yeah, yeah. That's, his own life is in danger. I mean, conservatives generally are pretty well armed. I don't know if that's something that he wants to do out in the public, but um, I don't know. It's on him. 
also the, another thing is um if trump doesn't get impeached he can still run for president again and he still has followers because trump was pretty darn close this time around too that's a really big point you just brought yeah. up though. he uh, has to be impeached otherwise he'll he'll run again Ah, uh, so they they need to do all this because obviously, like companies are are affiliated with some sort of political, you know, so political party, and and I'm sure they were like, hey, let's make sure that we're changing the public opinion sure. of Trump. If we get him banned off of basically the internet, he won't have as much influence, and uh, we can say, hey, he needs to be impeached. We can vote on it. He'll be impeached. He'll never run again. We don't have to go ahead and face him because I think I think Republicans don't even. They, they were pretty much like, all right, this guy, what he does, he mongers fear. He, his power comes from the fact that, like, we can also be, like, destroyed within seconds if he really wanted to. So we take away that platform where he can do that, and then we, we go from there. So, so I, I, I had two thoughts about this. <laughs> One... So you remember, I, I don't know if you guys remember, I'm like older than all you guys here, but. Um, Except for saying. Uh, why, 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 why? <laughs> we all know I'm trying to look younger here. But, you but, look younger. <laughs> I look older than you. I look the oldest and I'm, and I'm just. No, you don't, bro. Come on. Leave it on the webcam. It's okay. <laughs> it, 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 it adds 10 years. You okay. started it. So, so you know, like um, <laughs> when you when you, those movies and all that type of stuff, where you see this third world country and their capitals getting run, you think people outside the world look at U.S. Oh yeah, the same way where their country was being overrun. And the second point, we we can talk about both of them. Um, is do you think they're gonna make a movie about this in the future at some point? Oh yeah, there's gonna be documentaries and movies. There's gonna be foreign movies on this. Yeah, like no, no, no. I mean, like an action diehard type, like Olympus has fallen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you predicted it. That's that's the yeah, dude. I don't think I don't think anybody outside of the U.S. really thinks that highly of us. No, I don't think like we think that everybody else thinks that we are. The epitome of democracy. We have we're we're the free world. We've got everything going for us. I don't even think Europe cares about what we do. The only reason why we're relevant is because our pop culture is that influential, and that's the only reason why we're in bad shape across the board in every metric as it pertains to. Hold on, hold on. Before you get into every metric, I think our basketball <laughs> teams are pretty good. <laughs> Basketball, basketball. That's because basketball needs to start like needs to start evolving a little bit. You can't just work off of talent. These guys best at American football. Buddy for the rest of the metrics right there, Yusuf. The best at American football. Best at American football as well. That's correct. There is an elite Indian football league, EIFL. EIFL. I'm trying to Elite in football league. One guy was just back there throwing these god awful <laughs> passes. He called himself Brady. His name was like Praveen Kumar or something like that. But he's like, but, but he's like, they interviewed him afterwards. They're like, all right, so you like to call yourself Brady? And he's like, yeah, I like Tom. 
Tom is cool. I, I want to base my game after him. I was like, yeah, absolutely. That's great. But he was so bad. If I go back there, I'd be a stud, a freaking star. I'm already like a foot taller than all of them. I just feel like Marshall and Lynch, like, Yusuf, farming them in the freaking ground. Loki, is this is this your way of introducing your your new mustard basketball team or something? <laughs> You're gonna tell us this is your team's name now. That's great. Elite Indian Football League. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Honestly, I've had some really funny team names going back, but I don't know if it's entirely um, appropriate to talk about at the moment. But if I were to go back to the Elite Indian Football League, I'd fund my own team. I'd find my own players. It'd just be us, to be honest. It wouldn't even be anybody professional we'd be like hey let's go spend a month in india it'll cost us all of <laughs> we'd be millionaires bro that's how it probably dollars to be there let's just go let's let's dunk on everybody and come back with 25000 rupees each which is yeah, there's a team in pakistan too huh there's a team in pakistan too a, a an american football team yeah it's no it's in the efli Oh, oh dang. so there's two in Sri Lanka. There's one in Pakistan. So Sri Lanka, wow. Yusuf, let's uh, let's try <laughs> to get on these teams, man. Pakistani Do it, guys. Oh dang, Mumbai Gladiators, <laughs> Bangalore Warhawks, <laughs> Delhi Defenders, Hyderabad Sky Kings. Sky oh, Kings. I like that. Sky Kings. Colombo Lions. <laughs> Kolkata Vipers. And oh, then there's a Pakistan Wolf Pack. I like that too. I don't know how I feel about Wolfpack. <laughs> these, That's kind of a worse are... name. I don't know how we ended up here. Where are we? Hey, Yusuf, guess where the, the Pakistan Wolfpack is from? I'm going to say Punjab. That's close. It's Peshawar. I'll tell you about Pakistani sports. Come on, man. Every baller in any sport from Pakistan comes from Peshawar or Rawalpindi. Those two areas. <laughs> and and I know our, real, our listeners just don't know what it is. It's just the most village area of Pakistan and ballers every single time. These guys who just hey, hold on. are great. It is not the most village sport. area of Pakistan. Huh? That is not the most village area of Pakistan. Yeah, I know, but we if we go to like North and KP, it gets. Yusuf is half Indian. He's propagating his Indian. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks half of Pakistan is a village. Listen, listen, listen. I've only been to Pakistan once and never been to India. In fact. Oh, that makes sense. That's why you're speaking it like it's a fact. <laughs> I apologize. Go ahead. Dude, dude. I, I don't think I'm in, I'm allowed to go into to India or Pakistan. Every time, like, my sisters try to get a visa to Pakistan, those those uh, Pakistani consulates are like, nah, you're Indian, you can't go in. And we're like, bro, oh. my mom's a Pakistani citizen. What do you want me to do? And they're like, nah, you could be an agent. I'm looking at him like, my guy, I didn't get born and raised in the U.S. in Detroit, Michigan, <laughs> just to go ahead and be a sleeper agent for India. Agent. Dang. What's the Indian Secret Service called? <laughs> oh wait, I I hear it. Probably movie. that. No, no, no. I I heard the no, no. It's something. Ah, uh, oh, God. Oh, I'm gonna Google this. I I hear this in Bollywood movies all the time, and as a resident Bollywood expert, I should have known this. SSI. SSI. Right? Uh, Secret Service India. <laughs> it's not That's very not like uh, creative. Is that a detecting SSI. 
It's like some sort what of security is? protocol. Oh, R-A-W? Research. Raw, that's what it is. Analysis raw, wing. Raw. Be like, raw agent. Oh, you're going to be a raw agent. Wow. Oh, raw. <laughs> it is raw. It is raw. That is correct. Yeah. It's kind of a cool name. All right, that was a big diversion. Let's go back to what we were talking about. Oh, what are we talking Bring about? It back. American football. American oh, yeah. football. Actually, we, there was a topic before that. <laughs> right. I don't even know how. Oh, yeah, Yusuf was saying. We, we were, we were the telling Yusuf the United America States from the at. outside world. <laughs> from the outside world. So I've traveled a lot, uh, and yeah. I can tell you, like, straight up, that people were actually really impressed uh, every time. I don't know how it is directly now after covid and everything but Not anymore uh, <laughs> even during like bush's time i think the second bush when america wasn't like you know that great I, hold I on still... hold on i just think it's funny how you had to clarify that <laughs> i did have to clarify that i wanted to show the you were alive during the first bush's era too when me and chimo were like born five years after that true true, true. <laughs> 1995 right well, you guys are born in 2000? No, or no, no, he, he yeah, left in 94, I believe. And so I, let's not get into this. Let's just... <laughs> let's let's <laughs> continue. <laughs> you know, by the way, uh, 94, Chima's 95, or 96. 96. Okay. So they were really mm-hmm. impressed, though, by the U.S. from the outside perspective. They were always, like, internally, like, so what's it like? You know, they always had that inquisitiveness, even though they did dog on it. Um... I feel like they always were impressed by it, though, you know, internally. It's like a goal of theirs. <laughs> hey, okay, side note. This is not related, but it kind of, it just reminded me. When we went to Turkey, I went with uh, two of my friends. One of them, like, they they're, had their body background, so they're Indian. And so in Turkey, these guys were like, uh, like high school kids would come up to, like, our Indian friend and be like, you're from Hindustan? And he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, American. <laughs> He's like, the actor. Because <laughs> they had all seen Three Idiots. I don't know, like, how, oh, but like, makes sense. a lot oh, of high schoolers had seen okay. Three Idiots. And so they were like, they would just like follow him around, be like, oh my God, oh my God. You know, Saeed, going back to your point, I think that people are, they're really, they're really interested in stuff that, you know, they can relate to stuff that is like kind of unique to them. But yeah. I don't think the concept of America is that interesting anymore. Like, with, especially within the last like five years as like, dude, there's a Buffalo Wild Wings in Hyderabad. <laughs> like every, everything that you need is, is all around the world now. Not that Buffalo Wild Wings is something you need, but like everything has just kind of been. That says a lot, Yusuf. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Everything is a global, a global Let's hold on. Let's take a step back and analyze how you framed this argument. Everything you need is available right now. Buffalo Wild Wings. Is <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was gonna, I was going to elaborate before I got that stupid. Um, like, I, yo, I was, yo, no, 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 it's okay. Yo, Buffalo Wild Wings, sponsor yeah. us. <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings is going out of business. We gotta go. Out, we gotta go elsewhere. Wing Wing fingers. You're not very good at marketing, are you? <laughs> Wing fingers in Detroit. Let's go ahead and get that sponsor. By the way, they are delicious. They are. They are. Yeah, they're good, man. Hey, uh, been here in the bottom. Okay, okay. So, so good, speaking so about how the global influence is all around the world, Ford is in China. Ford is in India, and we just have people working remotely from there. 
And I just don't think that 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 sort of mystery that was involved in America of like, oh, I wonder what it's like to be yeah, yeah, yeah. in a developed nation. Um, yeah. like, you know, economically. You really, yeah, I know what you mean. You think that's, that's gone? gone People yeah. are catching up, especially like um, uh, because right. I guess like jobs are just becoming more readily available all over the world. I don't think America's all that it's cracked up to be. And I think other more tolerant nations of immigrant backgrounds are are definitely, you know, places that people don't want to leave. They're not going to come to America anymore. That's not it. Hold on. What do you That's mean? That's a you huge, say? huge, huge thing you said there, man. I agree with that. Wait, what do you mean when you say other nations of immigrant background? What does that mean? <laughs> well, <laughs> a tolerant of immigrant backgrounds is what I said. Oh, okay, I okay. think. So, okay. like Canada, they they be, they became a big hub for Syrian refugees and I believe um, Somali refugees, right? So Canada had a lot of those going on. I think Australia has pretty good ties all over. New Zealand is now starting to open up their borders a lot more because they need some, um, I think they need a little bit more diversity down there and they noticed it. And Europe was pretty good with Asians. Um, they usually struggled with, I believe, um, Western European societies coming in. I think that's where the, uh, um, the tolerance kind of stops, um, but um, I think I think people just realize that that America is not what it's cracked up to be. That's just the point I was trying to make. That nobody really is interested. There's no allure to to coming to America. Um, you know, because- whenever whenever we have this conversation, or anybody has this type of a conversation with me, it automatically takes me to you know the first episode of Newsroom, the beginning speech. Oh, where we're um. Oh, where, by where, where, Jeff Daniels. This, Jeff Daniels. Yeah, that's yeah, his name. Yeah. <clears throat> Jeff Daniels. Dude. That, that that hands down is the best writing on TV, in my I opinion. That was, by the way, that was like the first, like WhatsApp mass share. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it? I don't know. Yeah, I'm just dude. saying, like that's like one of those clips where it's like, this is like this is not real. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, uh, my mom sent that to me. That's how I found out about you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, um, Jeff Daniels from Michigan. <clears throat> Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, that's so random, but I knew that too. Another person from Michigan, Tim Allen, who was arrested on coke dealing charges. Like Coca Cola. Yeah. Oh no, I really like that guy though, man. He improved. He had a vending machine in his truck. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) He was joking. It's a good joke, guys. Dad jokes. Dad jokes. Hey, so on the subject of what makes a country great, I think one of the things that I think Yusuf, you're starting to get into a little bit is, you know, attracting the top talent from around the world. And I think in that space, I still think America has an edge over other countries, right? I think people that are doing groundbreaking things in the world want to be in America in general. Of course, there are exceptions, but like you look at Apple, for example, Apple has like just that one company has a GDP of like the next like it has like 30 countries yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. uh in terms of like from an academic standpoint yeah but okay so if you think about it this way um america i think from the 50s 40s to be honest has done a a fantastic job of recruiting outside um outside academics into the country in order to to contribute towards the stuff that you know, stuff that's necessary, the innovative stuff in the world, right? I think they started bringing in German, uh, German engineers literally right after World War. 
uh, World War II. They were like forgiving Nazi engineers. They were like, all right, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll actually wipe your slate clean. Just chill here and work for us and work for NASA. That's literally what ended up happening. A lot of the first like um, space scientists were like German engineers. Yeah, definitely. It's like, yeah, who were just given asylum over in America. And they're like, don't worry about it. We'll just wipe it clean. And then, and then after that, it became, you know, the model minority system that they were bringing in South Asians, uh, like in the 70s, it started in the 70s, late 60s, early 70s, where they were just bringing people with, um, with, uh, uh, with good back, good economic backgrounds, um, making sure that they were going to attend college in America and, and increase their rates over here in order to make them contribute to society in some way or another um and and east asian to be honest um so america has consistently done this but it actually ended up negatively affecting our own homegrown talent right where now nobody really can get into any of these universities they're not getting the education there's no pride to be in the education so then you have people with blue collar mindsets who say okay we need to just get to another country in order to work, give our kids a better opportunity at, you know, making money. America is no longer that, which is what it was in the early 1900s. That has completely changed. No blue. I don't think anybody with a blue collar mindset, somebody who's not going to pursue academics, who doesn't have the intention of his, of his family pursuing academics is going to view America as a place for him to go, which is, I think him or her to go, which is, I think the majority of the world nowadays. So I, I get what you're saying from that perspective of like, yeah, America does a good job from an academic uh, standpoint of recruiting um, immigrants. But I think the majority of the world, which doesn't have access to education that doesn't really value it, isn't going to want to come to America anymore. Let me well, ask you this. There's, there's uh, to, to add to that point before we move on to the next one. The first thing, let's say you are moving to a different country, first thing you're going to look for is safety and then the education, right? It's not okay. going to be the other way around where you're looking at education and then you're looking at safety. <laughs> if if U.S. is no longer safe, that education is not going to be that big of a factor, then, right? Like it's going to be a factor, but it won't be that big of a factor, right? And mm-hmm. And it's not like it's unsafe for one kind it's the inverse. It's unsafe for anybody who's not white. Or right? anybody who's not affluent, which is yeah, that too. Uh, which is one in the same right, right. America, right? right? So I think, yeah, that would change things drastically. But again. To add know. to that, I actually read um no, no, did I read it? No, I think I watched a TikTok on it. I, I watched a TikTok on wow. how that- that okay, changed his credibility oh, so oh, much. So <laughs> it went from reading to TikTok. I read a Wikipedia oh, on. Uh... Yo, here's I some advice, be, man. Here's I, some I advice. Might be, I might be mixing two things together, and this is where he, he read a Wikipedia article on TMZ. <laughs> 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 I hate you, bro. Okay, okay, listen to this. Listen to this. So, uh, have you ever noticed that there's like this, like every every so often you see like an Indian for Trump, like in America like uh, South Asians for Trump flag or something like that going on. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen this online? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know There's Pakistanis have voted for Trump. What are you talking about? Yeah, That's dude. Wait, so the reason why people say this happened <laughs> is because um, these guys who came in to America <laughs> to study just ended up thinking that the good way or the right <laughs> way was the right way to do so. And that's why they were so pro-Trump. Isn't that so interesting? That these guys who they recruited actually ended up thinking like the way that they wanted them to think. Yeah. I I mean... Brainwash, bro. I mean... 
I don't, here's, here, I don't think that's here. accurate. I mean, again, like when you start your statement with, maybe this was from TikTok. Like, I mean, just, oh. so here, here's some advice. Like earlier in the podcast, you mentioned an article from, what was it? You were saying you were reading up on Reddit. Snapchat. Uh, now you're saying it's TikTok. Like, just just say just say the point. Don't don't say your sources. Excellent, Chiba. Excellent. Actually, actually, Chiba, I think it's okay if he says his sources so we can verify <laughs> if it's coming out right. I I'm here to provide an opinion. I am not someone people should be going for for the news. Going to for the news. I don't need to go ahead and say this is where everything is coming. I, I can just say something. I don't need to be right. I don't All need right. to have a valid point. Let me just speak. I want to spew nonsense so that people can be entertained by it. All right. He's our TikTok resident content. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that nonsensical daily show correspondent. Okay. Sounds good. You're going to do all the racial skits. Oh, yeah. I can do that. Sounds good. All right. Well, okay. I think that there's a little bit of a point there. Americans pretty much used to say the right way was the white way. And and some South Asians really started to make buy t-shirts of that. Because, huh? The, the, the right way is the white way? Yeah. Surprised nobody has made t-shirts. That's a really good slogan. No, it's not. That's a very racist slogan, but <laughs> it's still from a marketing standpoint. Oh, that's okay, a okay, okay, okay. I got what you're saying. Okay, it rhymes, it's catchy, yeah. it fits on a shirt. I get what you're saying. Okay. I'm not saying it like I want to rock it or anything. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yes. just clarifying. Like a MAGA because everyone already drives a truck, right? Oh no. <laughs> He come he hops out of his Silverado. <laughs> what color is it? Like, Yo, I had a I had a hot red Silverado. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with with flames on the sides as well. Okay, no, relax. The flag, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. What were we talking about? The reason why immigrants travel to America is that? I think. Uh, can I say something uh, to add to that? The, no, you don't I, have to ask. Go for it, man. No, you whatever yeah, you course, thank man. you, thank you for. And so I think that conquering method for the Asians initially, uh, especially, and I'm only going to touch on Asian, uh, East Asian, um, like Pakistan, India. I'm from Pakistan, and I can tell you, you know, we were always impressed because of that, I guess, the conquer mentality. I, I don't know. Um, like by, you were impressed by, by Americans, you're saying? Yeah, like well, I, I'm actually from Pakistan. I was born there. I, I only lived there for like six years. But when I was there, we always were like, oh, my God, America is, uh, you know, like a totally different. Uh, it's like the place to go. And I mean, to make everything short, what Yusuf was talking about, I really can understand. I, I agree with what he's saying personally, because I personally believe that it used to be the epicenter where everybody you know wanted to go and flash their talent and you know be smart and make some money while doing it um perhaps that's not the case anymore right and i think emma that transition into saying emma the deem transition into saying that um people people want to go ahead and and have a um People want a safe environment first and foremost, and then they want to go ahead and make sure that their family has the opportunity to education. If America no longer has that safe environment, is there really any reason to come? 
Yeah, and so just to just to recap a little bit, as as we are all recapping, so <laughs> my understanding, Yusuf, is you're saying that because of globalization, the curtain has been lifted and America is no longer the pretty little country that is the golden land. Yeah. Right. So interesting take. I'm still here. <laughs> All right, I guess so. Yeah. I guess we can go ahead. I think we wrapped up this conversation. Let's yeah, Shima, we're we're too invested to leave. We're too, oh, okay. You want to keep? Hey, so I, I wanted to. The one thing I wanted to ask you on that subject was like, do you think if we were in Pakistan, would we be recording a podcast right now? Pod- oh yeah, <laughs> sort of like podcast. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would. If you if you talk like that, we definitely would have been. Okay, first of all, <laughs> Pakistan in the media. They've made some mass gains in the last five years. They are now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not doing it. I'm sure we would have been doing it for sure. In in, in what sense? I I don't think so, man. I think I would have just been chilling. Like, you know, people hustle in box that nobody just goes to. Yo, actually, probably Chima, like, probably had a cleaning lady, probably had, like, you know, a cook. (laughs) And then, you know, you'd probably have way more time on your hands. Do you guys find that we awkward? probably hire someone to do all our video work and our oh, yeah. editing for way cheaper. We can still do <laughs> that, by the way. It. We can still do that, by the way. But um, my I, I have some. It's I okay. Some- we've outsourced it to Chivo. Hey. <laughs> so I had a yo. I had a my friend. We we did a podcast with him yesterday. He has a nonprofit in Pakistan. He said. They have a team in Pakistan on the ground. Go ahead and they plug have, your have, podcast, Chima. They have a media team there. And he's like, mm-hmm. man, like they're really talented people. But for some reason, they just, every video they produce, they have the most epic Avengers music in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like just, if we did that. talking about like random day-to-day stuff and it's... Yo, this is a nonprofit, dude. They're talking about like charity work. <laughs> then you're putting Avengers music on. Like, you're, I, don't, I hope it's not like they're showing malnourished kids and stuff and putting Avengers music on it. Oh my he's God. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's why we really didn't release any videos yet. We're going to actually go on the ground and see what's going on, what's going through their heads. <laughs> dude, I used to see those videos all the time when I was younger. Like, on like those infomercials of like, you know, <laughs> Let's go ahead and help this like, you know, remote area. And then they'd have that like Celine Dion music in the background. And you know, super sad. He wanted to cry. You're like, damn. Titanic. <laughs> oh man. What were we talking about? They're just they're just trying to tug at those, you know, heartstrings. Heartstrings. <clears throat> it worked. One time I tried to call them. We got charged. I almost got my butt beat. <laughs> Hey, before we um, before we go on to the next <laughs> subject, I just want to, I don't know if you guys saw this tweet. I know we don't want to talk too much about what happened this week, but uh, Donald. I think this is the tweet of the week. Uh, so Chris Evans tweeted, <laughs> do you guys see this? The Chris Evans no, no, no. tweet. So for those of you guys that don't know, Chris Evans plays Captain America. <laughs> and uh, so he tweeted this. Oh, week. wait, I saw this one. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> He tweeted when when things started going down. He tweeted speechless. Period. And someone replied and said, "It's like, what you talking about? Speechless? Go suit up." <laughs> and someone else tweeted like, "If my man T'Challa was around, he'd be up in it." 
so the the funniest um i saw this as a youtube comment so i was watching a video on the whole breaking and um this guy put at this point mexico is considering paying for the wall (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah i've seen some good tweets on that if we had some more time i'd definitely do it just pull up the greatest tweets (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's some pretty funny stuff going on I saw I saw those like videos, you know, like those school like fights where like people come in and um and uh um and like uh after like while the fight is happening and like the 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 background somebody's in the foreground like dancing they're like or like doing like <laughs> and then they show like a they show one of like the one of the black magazine supporters just being there and there's and like black Twitter's basically going this is probably what this guy is doing. Like they're just giving him a lot of support. Or like the, the meme reads like, "Where's the stimmy room?" <laughs> That's what's up. Um, yo, Yusuf, I'm gonna send you a video. There's this like Indian news outlet that just did like coverage. It sounds like it's just like some random dude in his basement just doing like a voiceover of like the things in in like Hindi. It's so funny, man. Like he just of the entire Capitol Hill. It's like six minutes long. He has like a like a punchline for every single like scene that you're seeing. It's like oh my god, I'm so excited. It's insane. I, I was like, man, this guy's really clever. I'll send it to you. All right. All right, definitely. All right, what are we transitioning into next? What are we talking about next? So you want to cars. talk about cars, right? Yeah, let's talk about cars. How do how should we start this? How should we initiate this? Talk topic? about your experience in buying a luxury vehicle just so hold on cars. let's yeah let's give some context so I, I, you're I, yeah. an owner of a luxury give the car, background right? i think okay, so he so, just wants to flex on the car he drives but, yeah it's a great see. that's what i thought that's what i thought when i bought oh really car. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh you All bought right. you bought a beamer and it went bad hmm. no not bad hmm. but what happens is a lot of people and i've been talking to a lot of guys all around the age of 25 to maybe 40 70 (laughs) zero to about 80 that um when the hundred thousand dollar car or like around that range let's say 80 to 150 grand when it's new or when you're buying it when these types of cars right these types of cars are you saying like that's the that's the new that's the new that's the MSRP version of it because you can get up there 80 to 100K with a car that's like four or five years old too, so. True, true. The MSRP, the initial okay. value of, let's say like yeah. a six years. That's a good. I guess what Yusuf is asking is how ball are we talking? Yeah. <laughs> We're talking like maybe a six series or maybe M6 or like that. Okay. So All like right. a BMW say or baller. maybe like, no, maybe like an AMG, a Mercedes AMG, like those, not like, I got you, you. Know, not, not too baller, not but just about car. my level of baller. Yeah, not like too. a luxury slash sports <laughs> sedan. Like, you know. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure, for like, sure. And a lot of these cars, the M5, for example, is like, what, 2.8 seconds now? 2.5 seconds, 0 to 60? They're like legit really? sport. Yeah, they're really 2.8 yeah. seconds, I think it is. Yeah. It's crazy fast. Crazy fast nowadays. Dang. So what happens is a lot of the these... I guess the people who can't afford the, you know, hundred grand or don't don't want to throw down that much. The rest money. of us. Just call them. Yeah, just call them. The rest of they us. Are, say, peasants. You can use peasants. That's fine. <laughs> Underlings. So basically, they buy the, you know, they come down to value because they suddenly drop in value, and it's amazing. Like a CTSV, for example, 
115,000 new drops down to like 36, 38,000 in a, after about two, three years, you know, um, depending on the mileage and everything. Um, same thing with like a stick theory. So why, I, I tried to research why before buying these cars. And the number one answer that kept popping up was the maintenance, the cost of maintenance. People don't want to buy these cars because uh, uh, the like users, like the peasants, because they can't afford the maintenance. They want the car because they can afford the car. Month to month is okay. So, for example, my experience was this. Awesome car. <clears throat> I bought lots of I cars. was going to say, tell us what happened. Say, what, what brought this uh, <laughs> I've had a lot of brought cars, this but... herd on? <laughs> <laughs> I bought the CTS. Like, um, it was nice. You know, I've had Porsche in the back. I had a 370 Nismo. I've had uh, the BMW. But all these cars, they end up. When I bought the Nismo, for example, when I bought that new, mm -hmm. I took care of it, everything. About fifty to 60,000 miles, problems started happening to it. I got rid of it. <laughs> and that's what happens to the owners of these BMWs or AMGs. And I researched this a little bit. They often sell the cars around fifty to 60,000 miles. And they know because uh, they're high-functioning cars. I'm sure Amlet can you know, go into this. Like, go I've seen pictures. <laughs> but uh for me it cost uh you know like um i i got a little bit of a hookup but as soon as i bought the car it cost me uh i had to put in new spark plugs because it's a high intensity engine it's a uh, eight cylinder yeah. 4.4 no matter what you do to it it pushes you know so i had to buy new coils i had to buy new spark plugs that and that was running like a beast but these are the types of problems that people should be careful of when they see cars like that that's just something I wanted to bring up. So I, I would I would just go directly into if you're buying cars like BMW, Mercedes, or any of those luxury cars outside of Lexus, I want to say Lexus and Acura, you don't buy it outside of a certified pre-owned warranty. You have to have a warranty. You do not want to be paying for these these absolutely agree with that. Hundred fixes because <laughs> they will have fixes. Cars that are doing 600 output, 500 output can need what special things. BMW, power, by the way, just wanted to clarify. Yes. 500, 600 horsepower, and BMW thinks that they can put plastic pipes and everything will be straight, right? Like, there's cars like that. On, on top of that, people who buy cars like this drive it every day, and you actually need to use the cars. Right, like it actually sometimes, hurts the car if you don't use do it for the reason it was built for. Right. Sometimes they don't drive it every day, though. You know what I mean? Sometimes these cars... yeah, but they, um, cars like you can't just let a car sit and it and expect it to to function like normal because it's a it's an engine, right? It needs to actually also be moving. So regardless, it's a lose lose situation. If you don't use the car, you're gonna have to repair it. If you do use the car, you're gonna have to repair it. And that's the stuff that that luxury cars really that's where it really gets you it's like a catch-22 yeah. and 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 to me the only reason why you get a luxury car is because well actually no that's not entirely true it's not the only reason but the main reason why people get most of these you know german exports is is for social status absolutely it's true it's an appreciating asset true. the moment you drive it off the yep. lot mm -hmm. and like what Ahmed said Ahmed the deem said you need to get 
some sort of warranty as soon as you buy the car. Absolutely. Even if you're buying it uh, pre-owned, you need warranty. Oh my Absolutely. God. I've, I've had so many issues with it. And like what, like what Nadim also said, you can't have cars that are operating or like that are like putting out such immense amount of power. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, if you want to ha- go ahead and go work out, but what you're going to do is you're going to actually do every exercise that would put strain on your joints and your muscle in the worst way possible. You need to go ahead and make sure that you're repairing it every single time. And it's a hassle, a headache. Nobody wants to be driving a car that could break down the moment you sit in it, just going to work. I mean, you're not, you don't even have to put these cars through any sort of intense, intense outfitting. Like you can't go ahead and just say, oh yeah, I took my BMW to the track. Nobody takes a Beamer to the track unless it's a competition. Right, 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 right. And so my main context of what Chima was asking here was, I guess it's like that question. They say it's a very reliable car. I'm not only hitting on BMW, but only because I own one, I will say that, you know, uh, they say it's a very reliable car. And who um, who says that? They lied. Whoever said that to you <laughs> is yeah. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he's, he's, he's talking about a salesman. Yeah, I was just gonna say. <laughs> no, they're known to. I mean, all these videos, all the YouTube videos that you watch all over is just like, oh, these these engines are now built to last. You know, I'm not talking about 2010 probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Below uh-huh. that, but, um, yeah. So any any car any car will have a wait. Problem, hold on, right? hold on. Like, before before we continue, Nadim, your top five drives in a car, a new car off the lot. Go. I know. I know. Already know this list. That's why I asked you. I want to hear this. <laughs> drives what? right off the lot, like the best driving car you've been in. The be- the top five best driving cars, and this is the reason why these cars sell. Top five driving cars. Uh. The Lexus RX, the Volvo S90. Good car. Mm-hmm. Um, any Honda. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, this list is going in another direction. <laughs> basically, basically the best, the best. I think um, driving experience. Is what what I do mean. you mean? You gotta, you gotta like. Like you go in, you don't feel any sort of, like the the drive is actually perfect and the steering wheel and and like the way that you you feel when you're on the road everything about it just like the the amount of power the amount of noise that's associated with the engine as well everything i i, I thought the the lexus i my lexus is 350 mm-hmm. was just spot on with just about everything absolutely that was a beautiful um, car, wonderful man. car mm-hmm. that car and then my my tl type s mm-hmm. okay just the sound to the space to the car itself to stock and looking Whatever nice and gorgeous. Whatever did you do to that poor car, Emma? I still, I still, I, I, still there. Just can't uh, drive no, it. Anymore. It is. I I got hit by a deer. So like, <laughs> you didn't you get hit, hit by deer. a deer, my friend. You hit the deer. You hit the deer, <laughs> no, no, man. No, no, no. Time out. All right, we need to you we need to address time. this. <laughs> no, no, no. We need to address this. All right, I've gotten in arguments with people over this. Let's do this. Okay, look. <laughs> This is how I know the deer hit me and I okay. hit the deer. All right. I was going down Ford Road, I think 55 miles an hour, whatever. That was the speed limit. <clears throat> this is passed back in all that area. Right. right. 55 miles an hour. The dent is on the side two doors. Now you tell me, 
is that me hitting the deer or the deer hitting my car? It depends. Like, were you drifting the car? <laughs> no, I was going straight, man. It's <laughs> literally like two ways, right? So I'm like, going are we straight. supposed to take that at face value? I was going. Like, are we supposed to just believe what you were saying? You didn't hear the deer side of the story. Uh, I'm afraid that's not possible. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I don't know. I think he got up and ran away. I don't know. Yo, them, them, them animals built differently. Got up, dude. They were three deers that ran across my car. While wow. I was going, this was at night. Bro, I know two, them. Two of them, yeah, yeah. There you go. They're from his backyard. Two of them, two of them ran past, and I was gonna hit the middle one, but I slammed my brakes and I went literally right in the middle of the two, the last two. So now and that you say you slammed so, your brakes, okay. So the story, the story did is changing. Yeah. So now, now I'm starting to think you actually turned the car. Yeah, y'all want my insurance report or something? You may. I don't care what's on this insurance report. Fraud happens all the time. That's all I'm saying. Listen to me. <laughs> you all right, go ahead. Swerved. You made a choice. You're like, what's the least <laughs> amount of damage that I can do to these deers? I slammed my brakes. That's all I did was slam my brakes like anybody would. All right. And you know what they tell you if you see a deer? You're supposed to not slam your brakes. So I thought about the deer. Wait, who said how that? much it was? I've never heard that. I've yeah, never yeah. So, so if there if a deer um i guess comes in front of you you're supposed to keep driving and not actually because i think you're going to do more harm to yourself i don't know so did you get that on tiktok yes <laughs> I, only exclusively <clears throat> the the same person yusuf follows <laughs> Same account. I, I am educated. It's Yusuf on TikTok, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I find bits and pieces of information from everywhere in the world. I don't need to go ahead and defend where I get my information from. Everywhere also, in the world through TikTok? Through TikTok, yes. That's a that's a viable source of information. Uh, I did want to get it's back to the point. discussion real quick. I, I do. Yeah. Like, so it sounds I, like. It sounds like I did not hit saying, a deer. Yeah. Hold it's on. A, Hold on, Chima. I need to clear my name. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you made an active choice of how you were going to hit the deer. I don't need to hear this BS of you saying, of you saying the Hold deer up. hit me. Was it deer hospitalized? Yusuf is, no, is trying to portray me as some like Michael Vick for deers. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, that's not the case. Okay. There were two deer my car. I think we should ask them. I, hold up. Yeah, I was yeah, the victim. Yeah, bro. I was the victim. I was the one hit. Okay. You sideswiped a deer because it did the least amount of damage. That's what I got. Sideswiped would be if I hit the deer on the side. The deer hit my car on the side. All right, let's move on. That's so morbid, bro. Poor deer. So okay, so 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 what I was trying to do when I asked Nadim the question of your top five drives. It was more. Um, it was more directed towards brand rather than rather than specific cars. Oh, brand! Although Nadine okay. did name um, really good cars that he drove. Um, so, off the lot. So you're saying that I asked the question wrong, but the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I asked. I asked <laughs> yeah. the question correctly. That's fine. That's fair. I can say that. But it's okay. God dang. Um, Shout out to you. Um, the Beamers, the Porsches, the Mercedes. These three cars off the lot are beautiful drives. You can't you can't feel like anything is going in one direction or another more often than not. 
it is it is it's literally driving on on some clouds you can't even imagine that something so perfect was driven up until uh, was made up until you drive it three years down the line or even a year down the line um these cars off the lot feel like a dream that's another part of this so even though it's also part of a social status the initial quality of these cars are so good that that's the reason why it still has such a large asking price and probably the reason why they have such a high depreciating uh, value. So it does sound like if you're into cars and you like fixing things, like buying a luxury car might be for you. Nobody likes fixing it. <laughs> Nobody true. likes fixing a luxury car, man. Nobody likes so, it. So Chima, in a luxury car, there's so many little, I think I, this was in top gear video like 10 years ago or 20 oh, years ago a video. It, where, did you find where, it on tiktok oh finally no no you i said didn't, 10 years I, ago i didn't TikTok get him i was around yeah 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 try though. <laughs> this was top gear it was it was top gear and they were reviewing the s class it was the newest s class at that point and they were talking about that this is back then the s class had i think 50 some motors in the car and one of them was the engine Right, like, because there's so many different little things in the car. Like, um, the S class can raise the car on suspension, lower the car. There's like so many random things that these cars have now, just because of technology. But then now you gotta fix those things, uh-huh. right? There's like electrical issues. There's right. little modules all over the car so many that, modules. like, and that you know, like a Nissan Nightmare. or like these Nightmare. normal cars won't have. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have, but then you also have the chance of it breaking too, because this is the first year they're implementing it or something new. And all that type of stuff, right? So, like, there's this biggest, con- like, that conversation that you see why, you know, Ford and GM don't last as long as Hondas and, you know, Toyotas. It's because Honda and Toyota, so Lexus is Toyota, right? So, I'll give you an example of the Lexus because I own the R, used to own the RX. The transmission and the engine is the same on the RX since I think two. 2006 the engine is the same on the rx right and they just keep perfecting that same engine on a ford and a gm every other year they're like oh brand new transmission brand new ecoboost brand new this brand new that right you're not building off of what you've built before you're like hey innovation 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 right but that innovation comes at a cost of quality their most successful um car or truck if a most successful vehicle, the Ford F-150, has been the same, essentially the same for the mm-hmm. last 40 years. And there's yeah. a reason why they're the most successful truck in the world. It's because they continuously perfect their product. Hey, that reminds me. And, 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 and do these. But they still innovate because I think F-150 was the first truck to go aluminum body first. Mm-hmm. But that's a that's a different type of innovation. That's 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 like oh, still okay. innovation. Innovation just isn't like innovation new tech, right? Like is, is just not good most of the time. Yeah, or I mean, they're going electric well. now. It's not done well. Um, Nadim, remember that thing that like like the thing on Lexus is that they have this they had this scenario and that if they want to go ahead and introduce a new like significant change into their into their um, cars, what they do is they give their engineers about. 12 years, 10 to 12 years in order to come up with a, a, a perfect way to, to introduce that into their, into their actual cars. I think the, the Lexus LS before it was even introduced into the world was they were like, Hey, 
design it, take as long as you want in order to do it. And it took them 15 years to do it. And that's why their product came out so great because they actually care about, you know, the quality rather than beating other, other companies to market. In the end, quality always ends up showing. So you if, if you guys, yeah. So a couple of things I wanted to say, um, Number one, it sounds like you guys are saying that Ford is essentially like Jerry Krause in 99. Um, number two, what was that? Never mind, continue. Uh, for those of you guys don't, that don't know what I'm talking about is uh, they had a team that won six championships and this dude decides like, I'm, I don't want Phil Jackson back and essentially dismantled the team, started to rebuild when they're winning. Uh, so that's... Mm. Uh, just You're talking about the answer. GM of the Chicago Bulls. Yes, Jerry Krause. Yep. Hmm. And so, second thing is, if you guys read the book Toyota Way, the Toyota Way, have you guys read? I it? have not. I have not. So that's uh, what's interesting about the Toyota Way, and we, we use a lot of those principles in our production here at Amazon as well. But they talk about the difference between the production of companies like Ford versus Toyota, and Ford. Uh, and GM, the whole model here was, let's just make a whole bunch of stuff. And I think the best example of this, if you look at the 2020 Explorer, how they rolled that out, it's like, let's just make a bunch of these. And then they realized there's some quality issues. They had to rebuild every single one of those. Whereas in Toyota, the whole concept from day one was like, hey, we don't have massive factories. We don't have the demand to actually, like we have a small country here in Japan. We're only going to make a certain amount. And as soon as there's a little quality defect, we're going to stop the entire production, fix it, and then move forward. Right? So from day one, you have that quality culture. And then in the long run, that actually ends up saving you a lot of money uh, in production costs. So like companies like Ford, and even like when you're running an operation like Amazon, where you think that, hey, let's just get volume, volume, volume out. A lot of times, if you just focus so much on volume and you're not looking at quality, it'll bite you in the butt and you'll end up over spending to fix quality issues. Mm-hmm. I just want to make that point. So, no, that's a good point. That's, that's, I think that's just the American way. Um, if you remember GM, I think in the nineties, how many, how many subsidiaries did they have? How many cars did they have? Like, I think oh, that was a lot. There was like 12. Why does one company have 12 different car brands underneath it? And then in those car brands, they had at least four to five different models. That's so wild. How can you even justify that many amount of, of that, that, that difference, that, that, that much, how how can you, how can you justify having just that much of basically the same product? Because all of them looked the same, all of them drove the same, but they just had a different brand that was on different decal that was on the car. And it's like they can make it cheaper that way, right? Like, so for example, GM right now owns Buick, Cadillac, Chevy, GMC, and like a few other places, right? But Cadillac, Buick, Chevy, and GMC will probably have the same buttons. They'll probably have the same like internal engine mounts, like all those, right? Between. Yeah, between the lines that they have, right? Like you have your ATS is the same as the Buick LaCrosse or whatever platforms they're on. Which All these platforms are the same platforms. Like, yeah, but if you're ordering four times, right? Like if you order anything in bulk, you get it cheaper, right? But if you're ordering for four separate things, but you can just run the same platforms and you can use the same thing, then I'm not saying all the stuff they use is the same, but that's what ends up generally happening and you can actually cut costs. 
No, I think uh, what Yusuf is asking, and uh, I mean, Yusuf, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, right now the brands you mentioned are all in different markets and they're able to essentially use the same platform to build different quality materials. So Cadillac is going to be targeting a different demographic than your Chevy, correct? Like it's a right. different economic class. Whereas what I think Yusuf, what you're getting at is in the 90s, you had cars that are like, essentially you have like a Chevy with like a Plymouth with like a whatever else they had. Yeah, it's just like, this, yeah. like this, the same level of quality. Why do you guys need four different names? Yeah, on it? It, it was just the same car, different brand geared towards the same class of people. And I don't understand how that was a feasible marketing strategy. Like what was it about those cars what was it? Did, was it like some sort of brand loyalty? Did they end up? Do you, does anybody know that whether they just bought different brands of like you know startup car companies and and that's what it just became? That that's just what it came to be. Like okay, well you know we're gonna have to go ahead and streamline it, but we still have the brand loyalty that people would love to hear. Like because you know I think how it's brand loyalty and maybe taking out the competition at the same time. It could be. You know, I don't cause... know. Maybe look into that, but yeah, that's interesting. And you guys hit it. <laughs> I think you did. Oh, so you're saying so? I mean, this is before my time, so. Um, okay, like, how are you trying to say, Chima? I'm old, bro. Right, so what you guys are saying, what you guys are getting at, is that uh, like GM is seeing that this is a, an up and coming brand uh, instead of trying to compete. Where it's like, hey, mm -hmm. we'll just buy this company and we'll just keep letting them do what they do. Why not? No, I don't even That's think they let them do what they do. I think they kind of just make it so that. Um, because there's no way that, that they, they would want to go ahead and, and, and allow this company to continue doing whatever their niche market is, right? What they did was they would absorb that company, I'm assuming, and then make it similar to one of their, you know, have it on a similar platform to one of their existing brands, and then just use that brand in order to keep people buying that car. I think that's what it was because it, it, otherwise it doesn't really make sense as to why you would just buy the car, let them, you know, buy the car, make it the same exact same thing as, as everything else that's on the market, and then allow people to continue to buy these shitty quality cars. I'm sorry. Allow <laughs> people to buy these terrible quality cars. Can I ask what happened to all those S-H-I-T-T-Y for the kids watching? <laughs> they probably... I'm sorry, what? What happened to all those crappy companies that the subsidiaries, what happened? They, they folded. They don't exist anymore because of that reason. They just don't, they just they're like, okay, well, it doesn't sell. We're gonna we're gonna tarnish the name of the car that people used to love to buy, and you know we're gonna make it in a bad quality, and then you know nobody's gonna buy it, so we're just gonna go ahead and shut down because it's cheaper to do that. And I think what Emma said, since it's already all on the pl same platform, they're not really losing that much money. But but were they doing that same platform in the '90s? I thought that was more recent. Other, like, that no, was, I mean, uh, now it's platform, but they still they'll share a lot of the same parts, gotcha. right? Like on the internals and stuff. Like, so I remember the biggest issues um, when Daimler bought or <laughs> when Daimler and Chrysler got together. Um, people started seeing um, Mercedes parts in Chrysler. Or I think it might be vice versa, which they started seeing Chrysler 300C parts in Mercedes yeah. and people flipped out. Yeah. And they're like, this is not why we're buying a Mercedes. 
right? And I think at that point they were like, okay, we need to separate ourselves. And I think I don't know what happened after that. Oh wow! I need to follow. Up, Daimler but. ended up cutting Mercedes. Uh, Daimler ended up cutting Chrysler because they realized how bad of a company they were. That's what happened. That's literally just what ended up happening at the end. I, how long was Daimler Chrysler a thing? Maybe ten years, seven years. Yeah, I'm not sure. It it literally was just oh my god! It's 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 amazing how how they've remained a company. I truly don't know how Chrysler's been in business. I agree with that very much, very much. Yes, because it went from Daimler Chrysler to Fiat Chrysler, and then Fiat I think is trying to get rid of them now too. I think they're just like yeah, this is just not good. Fiat. The only reason why Fiat bought Chrysler is because they needed a way into the U.S. They're like, all right, we need to go ahead, bring our cars over here, and we need a we need an easy way. We'll do this merger. Fiat will start selling. We're good, and then. Nobody cared about fiat either. So, yeah, there's articles. Chrysler and Mercedes Benz will continue parts sharing. This is 2007, 2006, and 2006. There's articles where Chrysler was boasting the fact that it shared parts with Mercedes. <laughs> and then there's articles about did Chrysler ruin the Daimler name? <laughs> Hey, that uh, while we're on the subject, what is Stellantis? Can you guys explain that to me? What is what? Can you explain Stellantis? What? Google. <laughs> Something about a, a Latin verb of he it that brightens with stars. Okay, I'm talking about in regards to Chrysler and Fiat. <laughs> Isn't Stellantis? Stellantis is an automaker company. It's saying um, merge FCN Pagat. Another merger going on. Whoa, these are big companies. Oh shoot! Wow, look at this. Exor, Pago, French State, Dongfeng, Tiger Global, UBS, Vanguard Group. These are all involved in this merger. That's interesting. Oh, look at that. Look at the portfolio of Stellantis. Um, Ram, Jeep, Dodge, Chrysler, Maserati, Lancia, Fiat, Alfa Romeo, Abarth. And then they're bringing in, um, uh, I don't know how to say this, the, the French one, the Citroen, 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 DS Automo, uh, Automobiles, Opel, um, Pugo, Pugo. And, huh? Pugo, Pugo and uh, Pugo. Vo Vo Vauxhall. A general, like the, a you know general, how you get Coke, like Coca-Cola, and then it's like cola? <laughs> no, these aren't off-brand versions of the vehicles, Saeed. I mean, these are just very European cars that are now merging with very American cars. Wait a second. So over here, it says um, Ram, and then it says spun off from the Dodge brand. So Ram is its own brand now? And it's no longer part this of the This is the Ram truck division, I believe. You know how like Ford F-150? Um... <laughs> Seema, go. What are you doing? Go. It's me. It's me. Go. Oh, go, 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 go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like I said, I had to go. go. <laughs> I didn't see it. It's okay. We can keep moving. So what happened? Okay, so you know how the F, you know how the F one fifty is kind of a division within Ford. Probably. Chima, you got you, you. You're familiar with that, right? 
Can you repeat that? The F-150 is its own division within Ford. Basically, it's its own running company. It, it basically operates, you know, at, at its own level. They do pretty well. They don't really need to rely on other parts of the company in order to succeed. If the F-150 were to go ahead and, and be its own company, I think it's a top 500, Fortune 500 company just on its own. And that's the reason why I think Ford is still afloat. The same thing happened with uh, Ram and their trucks. Uh, so the Ram truck division is now just called Ram. Mm. That's pretty interesting. I can't believe that Ram, Ram is now in this this group. The Ram truck division is in this group, but Dodge is 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 notified as 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 a separate entity. That's pretty cool. So you're saying yeah. within Ford, there's like a separate team just working on the F-150, like they do their own thing. It's it's not oh, of course. Team. It's a division, the oh, Ford man. the Ford truck. Yeah. 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 So and, like, and, if and, if I'm applying to Ford, how do I like know if I'm applying to the truck division? No, you're gonna apply to Ford as a whole, right? But the thing is, if you want to work for the F-150, you have mm-hmm. to make that very known to your to the people who you're you know interviewing with. You say, hey, I'm really interested in this truck. Uh, I want to go ahead and and be a part of the team. And then you can find your way into that whole uh, scenario. Otherwise, when you apply to Ford, you're just applying to Ford. And I think it's the same thing would be the case with Dodge and Ram. Even though they operate kind of separately, they're still under the same one entity. Gotcha. It was probably just a way for, um, like, if Ford were to, like, go bankrupt, if, like, nobody was buying any sedans, they'd be like, well, the F-150 is its own thing, so we're not really, you know, like, if if, if everything... Were I mean, to go I don't think you can split F-150 out of Ford like that. No, I'm sorry. Not F-150, the trucks. And it's very easy to do that. You can just create, like, a subsidiary underneath, right? Limited liability. They're not responsible for anything that the rest of the company do. And if, and if the Ford cars go down and they can't, they, they're no longer feasible in any sort of way, the F-150 could be like, all right, guess what? Or not the F-150, the trucks could be like, all right, well, you know, we're still operating. We're our own entity. And, um, you know, we don't have to pay back any of the money that, um, that, that we lost or that we owe based on it. We're just going to file for bankruptcy. You know, you know what that reminds me of? What? The, how you describe the break off is how I imagine uh, like boy brands break apart, like 786. That's another day. We talked about that. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, we do have some interest in some people coming on board and talking on this platform. We're going to get 786 on on the <laughs> Four Kings podcast? Yeah, most likely. Yeah. A couple oh, of members are Oh, man. Can we get a performance too? Yo, stop calling it Four Kings. Is it four not kings. Four Kings? Four Kings. Where is that charcoal? The podcast there? Kings. Podcast. Okay. So, all right. Let me let me read that. Can we can we cut that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he doesn't know the name of his own podcast. <laughs> I know for real. Actually, we should leave it in there. <laughs> no, we shouldn't. <laughs> all right. Let me do that again. Let me do that again. Yo, we're gonna have seventy six on the podcast Kings cut. No. <laughs> oh no. What was it? What is it again? Podcast, podcast Kings. Kings. It is hard to say. Podcast Kings podcast. Just say it. we're gonna have seven eight six on. Like <laughs> you don't have to say all the right, name. All right, all right, yeah. Gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna keep all of this. Let in. me see. Let me see if I can be genuine with this. 
I have to I had to remove this joke. Acting, bro. Acting 101. You got to be in the moment, you know. For the audience that's watching Violence, and listening. Onset. <laughs> Ready. Background. And for the audience that's listening or watching, this is why me and Yusuf no longer do video production together. Oh. No. Or anything. Man, I was your best actor. I was your best actor. You got rid of talent. Okay. To each his own. Yeah. The world, the world wasn't ready for you, Sif. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a Shia LaBeouf type character. You know, really involved in everything that I do. A lot of fashion. Man, whatever happened to that poor guy? Poor guy. <laughs> Yo, we're going to have 786 on the podcast? Uh, yeah, we're going to have a couple of members coming in. <laughs> I can't keep a straight face. Oh, no. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That's it. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time.